podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. From the Fifth Quarter Studios in Madison, Wisconsin, you're listening to Coach Unplugged. And now, your host, Steve Collins. Hey, everybody. Welcome, welcome, welcome. We're so excited you decided to join us today. Before we jump in, I'd like to give a big shout out to our two sponsors. Excuse me. First of all, Dr. Dish, um, the number one shooting machine on the market, not only innovative in technology and customer service and, and so easy to set up and use. I think a five-year-old could do it. I would not recommend it. Um, it's not super safe, but um, it is a safe machine, but I wouldn't have a five-year-old using it. I, I don't think they could get it over the net. Uh, mention Coach Unplugged, and they could give you $400 off. Also, go over and check out teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better. I started teachhoops.com because I was a high school coach. I wish this had been out there for me. You know, I've, I've won at the highest level. We've won multiple state titles. We've been nationally ranked. Um, but I wanted to share things that I thought would be helpful for a high school basketball coach or youth basketball coach, a college basketball coach. And that's why I started teachhoops.com to make you a better basketball coach. And that's why we do one-on-one calls and office hours and why I give a 14 day free trial. Cause I want to help you. And if you only need 14 days, go kick, go kick the tires. Maybe that's all you need. But anyway, um, go over and check it out and, uh, let's head off to work on some post touches. I don't have many post guys, but I obviously don't want them to be clueless when they get the ball on the block. So we work on some block stuff. Um, and then we really get into comp- competition. So it's, then it's a lot of five on five half court. I almost never do full court in practice. Cause I hate the way it turns out when you're trying to work on your offense and it just becomes a, a track meet. So it's, it's almost always half court. That, that's one place I'm going to pivot to is I'm going to try to make, I'm going to, I think I'm going to have a board too. We're going to have a competition board, something where every, cause yeah. my guys just eat that up and they're just, it's so much better when it's competitive for boys. Right. It's, yeah. We, we, we keep track of like, um, so in our half court games, if it's defensive emphasis, if we're working on our 11, which is our man, um, if it's defensive emphasis, you got to get three stops in a row before you can get out. And then you right. see where you switch or the offense gets two points for an offensive rebound just to kind of, again, emphasize that rebounding aspect. So we track so many different things. It's not just stop, score, stop, score. And a lot of times, like I'll do points for stops, not points for scoring. So if you want it, you, you want to score so you can get on defense and get your stop. But everything from, I'd probably say an hour and 15 left in practice, everything is competing whether it's half court, whether it's five on five, three on three, whatever. Um, but we're really, again, trying to burn that flame of the competition because that's what the end goal is, is to be right. really good in the competition. So no, I love that. I love that aspect of, um, yeah, just finding a way to finding a way to do that. So do you have any questions for me? Oh. <laughs> that was a long pause. Well, it's like, <laughs> how, how long do we have? Well, um, yeah. well we can, <laughs> you and I can always get on another call, but I'm just yeah. saying, if you have, one that you would think would be interesting, whatever. We can always talk. That's not a problem. Yeah. I mean, I think right away is because we're kind of running a similar offense. I've taken some concepts, a, a good chunk of your concepts from um, your assistant when you had that PowerPoint presentation yep. Saw, yep. through that. So I did take a ton, but we're running very similar things. It's, it's again, how to keep, but again, I saw your interview with Rick because you asked the same question is how do you keep them from doing the same action? Because ours is just because. that pass that wing and we're running that single on that backside all, all the time. Same thing. Yeah. All, always, always. So, it's, um, I, so again, I don't know if you have the answer to that. Cause you asked the same question to Rick, but it's like, how do we get different actions? And like, we have a flare 
an option to run a flare and I can never get the kids to run it. So here's what I'm going to tell you. Uh, when we get off the air, I'll, I'll give you what we're going to do. Sorry, people. I'm still <laughs> coaching. I'm not sharing that with you. Uh, we, we've tweaked it a little bit, like, okay. um, just to, yeah. Do you guys, do you have guys? So we're doing two different things. Do you have guys mm -hmm. that can dribble attack too? Okay. Yeah. I, I'll, off the air, I'll share that with you. Uh, anything else? So that, that's easy. That, uh, that's an easy solve. I'll solve that because, because you're right. The, what happens is they, pa they pass and they do the same cut every, yeah. it's yep. crazy. It's like, yeah. no, we're, we're pretty good as far as mixing up our, our read off of that screen. We don't always do a straight cutter. All we, no. we're pretty good in that aspect, but just the fact that they, it's we'll too never easy go for the defense. It's too easy for the defense. Right. It's, too so it's easy like we have an option also. I don't know if you guys do. We pass that wing, but instead of going to set that away screen, you can go set a ball screen. They never do that. They never set the flare screen. So it got to the point where I had to I had to put my best shooter when he was up top. I had to say we're setting a flare screen for him. It helped because he was a terrible screener. So it, <laughs> it helped that I got him out of that position and, and got it, him into the flare. It's hard because the game is so like I, I told Rick this with it's like rick man i don't like he's got 77 layers or whatever oh, i know that. it's like what are you talking about i can't get him to do two layers i have i have 10 i have 10 it's not crazy but it's like still i'm like are they gonna remember these 10 no they don't it's the rule of three um so they can remember three things they can't remember three and things. i would i wouldn't even call my i have 10 layers i wouldn't even call each one a layer it's just a different option of what you can do and then once you mumble them all together, then it's probably three things, three. four things. That's all. And, and they'll still do one of them 90% of the time. Yeah. And I, 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 so that was, that was our struggle all year. And when, and, and it was different when we were, when we were slower pace with the 2017 team at work because they knew the shot and who should take it and when they mm -hmm. should take it. It's more, it's more when you have that. Yeah. That's the issue. Um, all right, so I can answer that. Do you have any other one? I got some more. I got a couple more questions for you, but I'll just sure, I, go for it. Okay. Do you um do you have do you have something that something that's happened in your career that a listener would like like to to learn from a, a success, a failure, something in your career that um, would be teachable for another coach? Ooh, um, I know it was last year. Um, we we're playing a team team we should not have even been competing with. Like we should have been far and away game over with 10 minutes left. I should have been able to put my third string in. Um, but we were competing with them and, and the kids played down. But um, I left the game with, I think, two timeouts left. Um, so it's just really like, because again, I, I, I love Kerr and Pop and how they just kind of let the guys play through rough stretches. And at that game, especially it eats at me still, I let them play through, through too many rough stretches. Um, and then we had a, a situation where I had my player kind of come by me and we're going to call timeout. And uh, the ref didn't hear me screaming right next to his face uh, to, to call timeout. And the, and the my kid looked to like call timeout and they stole the ball and went down and, and got an and one. So it's like telling, again, learning from that mistake, telling the ref beforehand, hey, I'm going to call timeout here running up this court. Um, but then just if you don't use your timeouts, you lose them. And, and in that game, we lost them and we unfortunately lost the game. So it's just I got to myself get more in tune with calling timeouts more often or or using all of them. I think there's a couple theories with this. When you have teams like Showy's teams, he didn't yeah. need his timeouts. No. And, and oh. at that, we were playing quarters. So you you had that extra, you had those you had those two extra timeouts, basically. Right. So yeah. he, so I think when you're dealing for the for the young coaches, I think when you're dealing with young 
teams or inexperienced teams, timeouts are, I, I tell, I tell kids timeouts are like gold. Yeah. Like, um, I mean, I'll give a secret away. I can give this secret away. We don't, there's a loose, there's a scrum ball or a loose ball. We don't call it timeout. I've heard you say that. Yeah. And, and, and the reason is those are too valuable. Come down the stretch. Like I need those timeouts to stop the clock. We're down three with, I right. know people have lost games against us because they didn't have any timeouts left. Well, and, and, and the crazy thing is, is I won a game this year because I saved timeouts. We, we were tied and I had two timeouts left and we were on the opposite end. And of course, we're not in the NBA. So I had to use one play right. to get us <laughs> up a little bit past half court and then call another timeout to drop the play. And we won the game on the, uh, on the buzzer. So it's like, right. then I have those situations where I'm like, well, I saved those timeouts and they came in handy. And the yeah. thing is, you know, the scrum rule, this is, so here's my rule for people listening. My rule is if there's a loose ball or anything on the floor, we're getting it. And yeah. everyone needs to know we're going to get it and we're going to go with it. And we're not calling a timeout. Mm -hmm. What it, what it's done is it's, we know that we're not calling a timeout. We also know that we got to go get the ball. So there's a sense of urgency that all of a sudden, yeah, it's gone from three to nine, right? Because they, they know that, they they, they get it. Have that game. safety blanket of a timeout. There's no yeah. safety blanket. I'm gonna do this, and then I'm gonna yeah. call a timeout. There's none of that. Um, and it, and I I bet we get ninety percent of those balls. I'm just telling it right now. I yeah. bet we get them that's, and get them out. Um, that's definitely something because I don't I don't call a ton of them, but there's some where you're just like, but the kids call them. Because they yeah. watch the NBA or they're watching this, and it's like I got a loose ball in timeout. It's like there's yeah. three minutes into the game, and you just burned a timeout for for a loose ball. Who cares? Right. Yeah. Like we travel, whatever. It's like it's not that important. It's going to be more yeah. important down the stretch. I agree. Yeah. Um, I think those val those are valuable as far as um, yes, the 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 retrospect. Like I lost a game this year, and I told the kids after the game, and I've said this on a podcast. It's like we were up two. My one of my best players was shooting the second of a bonus, and there was 15 seconds left. And I was going to call timeout after he made it. We were up three. We were going to. I, I should have. He was shooting two free throws. I should have yeah. called it after he, after the first one. I didn't, and he made like an 80 percent free throw shooter. Yeah, they come down, hit a three, beat us, and over. And I told the boys, I said that was my fault, 100 yeah. percent my fault. Yep. I should have called the timeout. I made a mistake. Yep. I learned. I won't do. I will never do that again in my coaching career. That I take that. That's me. Right. You know, and it's like well, that's, a, that's like what we talked about in the very beginning is with the kids is let them make the mistakes. But obviously, as coaches, we're going to make mistakes, too. But then you just got to learn from them. Right. So, right. It's, yeah, I'm never doing that again. I'm right. Just, right. I don't care. I'm not ice. I, 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 the whole icing your own free throw shooter shit. I was never ice when I played. What are you talking right. about? No yeah. one iced me. Shit. You could have called four timeouts. I'm going to go make my free throw. What are you yeah. not icing me? Right. Not a, I'm not a punter or a kicker. Like I'm not trying to kick a field and, goal. And even even that, like that's still not even a thing. Like if they were really gonna miss were. that field goal, they were gonna miss the field goal. It had nothing to do with that. You called a timeout and made them sit there for 15 seconds and think about it. Right. I agree. I agree. All right. Um, all right. So I got a couple other things I want to talk to you about off air. So I'm gonna do the rapid fire and then we're gonna pause. Okay. And I I got the thing we were just talking about, I got it all ready to send to you. Uh right. so I'm teasing all the people that are least listening. Too bad. Sorry for you. Uh, all right. What's your favorite brand of basketball? The ball that you use? I, I really enjoy the ball we're using now, that TF-1000 Legacy. I like the Legacy a lot. But I love the TF-1000, that the, the previous one, like playing in it. Yeah, I just I like that brand. Yeah. I, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's a good ball. The only yeah. problem I have with the Spalding, the TF series, is they don't last long. Yeah. Like we got those Legacy ones this last year, and they already look like they've been used for four years. This episode is made possible by PWC. When unprecedented times are all the time, it's time to start walking the talk. Leaders like you turn to PwC to see and stay ahead. Upskill your workforce. Use intelligent automation. 
and transform big ideas into breakthrough outcomes. Explore the human-led, tech-powered solutions that help you thrive. It's all part of The New Equation. Learn more at thenewequation.com. I know. So it's like, That's the only problem. I think yeah. it's a scam. Very well, could be. It's yeah. like, because you got to keep buying them and they're, and they're yep. expensive. They sure um, yeah, they are. Uh, favorite pregame or postgame meal? I don't eat much before the game. Maybe sometimes I'll grab like a bag of Skittles from the concession stand or a hot dog, maybe some popcorn. Um, and then after, I usually pick up just some McDonald's or Taco Bell for my wife on my way home. Um, okay. Nothing crazy. I, I'm not like, I don't have to get, I know I've heard you talk, you have to get your Chick-fil-A. Um, but I it's, like, I don't have to get a certain thing. 10 o'clock, baby, right across <laughs> West Town Mall. You know where West Town is. There wasn't a Chick-fil-A. We got a, um, so as a Madison person, so I know it's been a long time since, been, but we know. I, I actually Mall. lived there for a couple of years. I worked at the finish line at East town. So I lived okay. there for like, so, two uh, the, the, the Sears at West town, the Sears like auto thing is gone and there's a yeah. Portillo's there now. Yeah. I got a Portillo's by us here. Cause I went to school in Chicago. So I fell in love with Portillo's, but, but the service, like they need to learn a lesson from Chick-fil-A cause their service has been, oh, poor. They, they always have been even in the Chicago stores they are terrible. Okay. So it's not like a, it's, I think Chick-fil-A is just, they set the standard when it comes to service. Like no one is even close to okay. Chick-fil-A. Yeah. Yeah. I got to go. And I went through the drive through or I pre-ordered. I should have just gone in. Next time I just got to go in. I think it's I usually, pre if I get Chick-fil-A, I usually pre-order and sit in this parking spot. They're usually pretty fast. They're very fast. Yeah. 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 Um, do you have any superstitions? Um, like I won't wear, I obviously have so much like cut hay stuff, um, <laughs> pullovers, qu quarter zips, polos, whatever. Like I won't wear one if we just lost in that, like recently, or like if we, cause obviously we play the, the conference twice. So like if I beat Brown deer or lost to Brown deer in this one, I won't wear that same thing. Um, I try not to wear the same thing, like two games in a row or three games in a row, switch up my shoes. So I don't, I'm actually kind of opposite. I don't wear the same. I don't do the same thing clothing wise. I do stand in the same place, say the same thing in my head for the national anthem. Um, just oh, like I do that too. You're one yeah. of the few people that, uh, that does that. I do too. I said, I literally like, so I have some superstitions. Like I'm always, I, there's just some things that I do yeah. and I, and I have to be the last one in the line for the national. I mean, there's yep. just some things. And then yep. a, a whole, I think I, I start moving on home of the free a home. There's a word I start moving. It's right. like, there's just things I do. Do I think it has anything to do with us winning or losing? No, no. of course it's not. my, it's my mental, like I'm getting ready. Right. Like, you know, and I, I, I stand in, I stand in a certain place when they're going through their handshake line. Um, yep. Like I stand off to the side near the refs and I put my arms behind my back and just stare at the floor and obviously think about what I'm going to quick talk to these starters about before they tip off. Yeah. Um, so it's just, like you said, it's nothing that like, if we don't, if I don't wear this polo, we're going to lose, yeah, but it's yeah. just more of like, gets me I'll mentally. Give, I'll ready. give you some, I'll give some, I'll give the, the coaches some uh, advice to the young ones. If you're in the, be the first coach in the shake hand line. Cause, um, when you shake after a game, when you shake hands, you want to be number one. You don't want to be the last coach. You don't want last person. You want to be the first person because then you're only shaking 15 hands of the opposing team. If you're the last person, you're shaking everyone on your team and their team's hand because obviously it's a math problem. So be the first in line. It's going to, you'll save it. You'll, you won't get as many colds during the season then. I'm um, always, yeah, I'm always the last one. Yeah, so if you're last, you're shaking all your kids' hands too. Oh, I don't shake. The, the, I don't shake their hands. No, 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 no. You oh. do. Oh, I get what you're saying. Shake, yeah. They've shaked they've, the yeah. other kids' hands, and then they shake your hands. Yeah. 
So, yep. so if you have a sick kid on your team, you're going to get it. But that was, so, I guess now that we're talking, like that's also a ritual of mine was like win or loss. I take a slow walk to the back of the line and I shake my assistant's hand like good game, whatever the outcome was. And then we go shake the other team's hand. Yeah. And then, so you're shaking everyone on your teams because they've already shaked the other kids hands. Right. So it's right. It's a mat. It's an exponential growth problem. Right. So you'll anyway, so I, I'm not a germ. I'm not a germaphobe people, but I'm just telling you, if, <laughs> you do that over, if you do that over an entire season, then all of a sudden if the problem is you don't want, I don't, I have every kid on my team has their own water bottle. I buy yeah. them a Gatorade water bottle. I label it because I don't want them. You don't want the, the plague to go through your team because that's right. the worst thing ever. Yep. And like, if you can't, you can't get sick. The, the, the captain, of the ship can't get sick. Right. Um, describe your perfect player in five words. Uh, a selfless leader who can shoot. Ooh, I love that. That's good. Okay. You didn't even count. I usually count out loud. Uh, best player you have seen in person. Best player I've seen in person. Well, I'd have to put Luke Fisher and Zach Showalter in the conversation, excluding NBA because I've been to some NBA games. I don't count those because obviously everyone would say those guys, but I'd probably have to say Deontay Burton from Vincent. Um, just the things he was able to do athletically. It, how, about, just, how, about, how about Golden State having two Wisconsin guys passing to each I other? I know. I know. I was. I was rooting Crazy. for. I was rooting for a Miami Gold State final, so we'd have whoever, no matter who won, Milwaukee would win one. I know, but yeah. Pooley's like he's like taking he's it to a different level. He's like, so good. I know. I gotta. I I gotta get. I gotta get some. I gotta talk to Gaz Gazi and get some stories on him. I know he was with. He was with him for a while, but yeah. Um. Anyway, yeah, yeah. And then we beat. Uh, I think 2011 is when we beat Looney's team. We, oh, we beat them in the semis. We beat them. Uh, they, he was a freshman at Hamilton. We, you knew he was going to be good. I didn't yeah. know he was going to be that good, but I knew no. he was going to be good. Those Hamilton teams. Do you uh, shot clock? Yes or no? I was against it in our state, just so you know. And the reason I was because they were only going to put it at the varsity level. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. I know. That's the reason I was all pissed off about it. Like, no, but yeah, I, I just think it, if it's going to be in there, it's going to be in there. Yeah, but it wasn't. Anyway. It was just gonna be. It was just gonna be varsity, That's and it's dumb. like, what the hell? Like, we're only gonna play with the three point line in the varsity games. Like, yeah. if you're gonna do it, my sophomores right. and freshmen need to practice it. Right. That was my whole point. It got yeah. squashed because the little schools didn't want to pay for it. That's why I got yeah. squashed. But I caused a ruckus because it's like, what are you talking about? Only yeah. varsity. Like, no. Like, we're either going to do it or we're not going to do it. If we're going to do it, it's like, have ah, you figured out? And that's where our sometimes our state just like, what are you doing? Like, I don't. Yeah. They're not. You're not thinking. Like. They're not going to play with it all summer. What are you talking about? Because right. you need another person at the table that they have to pay. Yeah. They're not going to do it all summer. Um, what's your thought on the charge? Yeah, I think it's – I just think it gives it that – because if you get lower than the charge circle, I think it's dangerous for, for – I 100% agree with it. The only problem I have with the charge circle is they miss a three-point line half the time anyway. <laughs> and it's something else for them to watch. Just make a call, whatever. It's half yeah. the time it's a coin toss anyway. Right. Like, whatever. Um, it's the first time in my coaching career I told a kid not to take charges was this year because I didn't have I didn't have the depth and he took too many of them and he needed to play. He played yeah. like 30 minutes a game. I said, I, I literally, and he was a freshman. I go, I go, you cannot. Literally, I took that away from him. He was taking charges all the time. I go, you can't do that anymore. Stop. Right. And he looked at me like, I go, well, why? Because you have to play. Yeah. I don't have a bet. And it's like, no, stop. Now this year I'm going to be able to turn him back on yeah. because I got some I got some players coming back, yeah. but it's like wow, it's like uh, do you like the halves or you like court? I don't notice a ton of difference. Like we, I think that two extra basically timeouts help. Um, as far I, as that's what I miss. I wish they gave us one in the first half. 
And then, like, I have a kid who I, again, I kind of had to play most of the game every game. Um, Whereas if I played quarters, maybe I could have played him the entire game every game and not felt bad about it because it's, I didn't have to worry about it. No, he's in great shape. And he, every time I was like, you need one, he'd be like, no, I'm good. They'll always say that. They'll always say that. Well, of course. You have to, you have to pull everybody out. Right. Playing two 18-minute halves, you got to give them a minute or two rest. Whereas that, whereas those quarters, maybe you, you, if you're in a tight game, you don't have to. Right. Or the well, state tournament where there's a TV timeout every four minutes. You don't have right. to anymore. Yeah, yeah. I know. Um, what about the jump ball? I don't see the point. I think COVID proved that you don't need it. Yeah, that's my theory. Anyway. It needs to go away. It's just the yeah. visiting team should get the ball. Let's go. Like, yeah, that's fine. It's, it's archaic. You alternate you alternate possessions anyway. Right. And they're horrible at throwing it. <laughs> and we and, and when's the last time you practiced a jump ball? Uh, Germantown. Because a funny story is I, I probably watch it maybe once a year, but that dunk that Z had. To start oh, the yeah. game, we knew that was coming. We knew that was right, coming. but they they practiced that play. Like we practiced that play ten minutes, probably twice a week, and we the knew tip, it was coming. Tip to Josh, bounce pass to Z. Because you have a seven footer, so you're always going to win the tip, right? But no, that we never practiced the tip. That's and why we do the reps. Yeah, that's why it's 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 just it's a it's an archaic silly thing that it's and everyone's argument is well, it's like well, no, there used to not be a three point line. They used to be right. a peach butt basket up there. What are you talking about? Like history and. Like, don't tell me that. Um, all right. So last question I always ask is, do you have one bit of advice to your younger self, even though you're a puppy still? Do you yeah. have advice to your still younger self? And it's something I still got to, to, to do. So it's, I guess I'm giving advice to my future self as well Is but just get out into the coaching world more, um, which is kind of why I got into teach hoops, but yeah. get out to some clinics or, or network with other coaches. Cause like I've heard you say, and it's been over, it's over all the time, but coaches are the best thieves. It's like, I didn't create my offense. I saw it from somebody else and took right. pieces right. of it and made yeah. something my own. Um, but how many good things you're going to see at clinics or, or whatever good people you're going to talk to um, that might lead to another job down the line or might lead to never knows what door is going to open. I right. know I'm convinced right. of that. I'm convinced of that. Yep. All right. Thank you, coach. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. Yep. Everybody, I hope you enjoyed the podcast. Make sure you subscribe. Make sure you like it. Um, go over and check out our other podcasts, High School Hoops, Teacher Side Gig. And then uh, go over and check out teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better. Have a great day. Sports Social Podcast Network.